The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome to the show. And you know what we've been doing this month. We are celebrating this month the signing of the 19th anniversary of the Americans with Disabilities Act. And every, every single week we have had from Senator Harkin to Tony Quello, nonstop great people on the show. And today is no exception because Andy Imperato, the president and CEO of the American Association of People with Disabilities, is absolutely one of my favorite people in the world. Let me tell you why. He is not only really living it, really a civil rights leader for people with disabilities. He is the real deal. He really means it. He's been a longtime friend, and it is an honor to have him with us. Andy, welcome to the show. Thanks, Joyce. It's great to be with you. But, Andy, to make the show even better for you, we have a special guest that called in, and that would be Mr. Kareem Dale, special assistant. Are you listening, everyone? Special assistant to the president, I'm meaning the president of the United States of America on disability policy. One point I want to stress about this administration and about Kareem. He has been on this show now three times, graciously, three times. So you know what? He's not kidding around. Kareem, welcome to the show. Thank you, Joyce. Glad to be here. It's an honor to have you. And before we get started, Kareem, I know that you wanted to call in right at the beginning to to talk about a wonderful event that just occurred this past Friday. I did. Thank you, Joyce. The uh, I think many people might have heard, but for those who haven't, the president last Friday at the White House announced that the United States of America will sign and become a signatory to the UN Convention on the Rights of Persons with Disabilities in celebration of the 19th anniversary of the Americans with Disabilities Act. Uh, we had an extraordinary event here at the White House with about 150, 160 uh, disability advocates from across the country. Uh, we had Governor Patterson here from New York, Governor Gregoire from Washington, uh, Senator Elizabeth Dole. Uh, we had uh, Congressman Boyer, Congressman Langevin, Congressman Sensenbrenner, Congressman Andrews, uh, and many other prominent figures from the disability community movement. And uh, it was an extraordinary event. The president gave a phenomenal speech by all accounts, and uh, that's coming from the community, not from me. And I think it was just a great event. So this Thursday in New York, because treaties can't be signed in D.C., uh, Ambassador Rice, the President has directed Ambassador Rice to sign the convention this Thursday in New York, so we'll be having a reception for that uh, with some other disability leaders, and uh, it's just going to be a phenomenal event. 
Oh, and that is fantastic. That is fantastic. And I know, listen, you know how long we've been waiting for this. The president said in his campaign he was going to do it, and he did. Andy, do you want to talk about that for a moment? Well, you know, this question was part of the questionnaire that we sent to Senator Obama when he was running. He was the first presidential candidate to respond to our questionnaire, and we asked him if he was going to have an assistant to the president for disability policy, and he said yes, and then, then he went and hired Kareem, and we asked him if he was going to sign the U.N. Convention, and he said yes, and now it's happening. So those are two commitments he made very early in the campaign, and we're very grateful for his leadership on both of those things. Yes, and you know, Kareem came to Pittsburgh last year for the launch of Disability Mentoring Day in Pittsburgh, and he came very graciously, stayed, spoke, met all those high school students with disabilities, talked to all of them, so now they know, they know this famous person, they're so excited. And, and Kareem, that really did mean a lot to them. I really appreciate that you did that. Well, absolutely. I was, I was happy to do it. Uh, we're, we're obviously committed to uh, employment. It's one of our uh, very important areas that we're focused on, especially with the economy. And um, we were happy to do it then, and we remain committed to employment initiatives for people with disabilities. And the work you do, Joyce, obviously, is, uh, is phenomenal. Well, I, I, I just want to say this. Thank you, Kareem. But I was at the White House. So honored I was, and so was Andy. Actually, Andy met earlier. I was not there, but he met earlier with the president and uh, a group of disability leaders. Uh, and I just want you to know, you know, first Secretary of State Hillary Clinton spoke, you know, and then the president spoke, and he talked about his father-in-law, you know, who had uh, muscular sclerosis and how he, of course, did work and went to work every day, as we know we all can do. And also in his speech, he mentioned Tony Quello and how Tony, you know, was uh, rejected by the church and by his family uh, because of his epilepsy. And, and he said how he could see the passion in Tony's eyes when he told that story. And as I turned and looked around the room, oh, I saw so many disability leaders there. And as you mentioned, Kareem, from both sides, because I must say uh, Congressman Sensenbrenner and Cheryl were so delighted and excited to be part of this. Um, I just thought it was a great day. Andy, did you want to make any other comments about it? Well, I, I agree. I mean, you know, um, from my perspective, this is a meeting with the President of the United States to talk about our agenda for the country. That's, you know, that's why AAPD exists. That's what we live for as disability advocates. Obviously, it's not just about the meeting. It's about all the work that leads up to the meeting and all the follow-up from the meeting, which Kareem and I are both working on now. But the fact that the president made time in his busy schedule to sit down with the leaders of our community to, to sign a very important document that, that restores our leadership role in the world as, as a leader in the area of human rights for people with disabilities and for all people, um, you know, I, I feel like last week was a historic week, and I think President Obama demonstrated uh, why uh, he had so much support from the disability community as a candidate. He's somebody that prioritizes our community, wants to hear from us what our priorities are, and is willing to, 
use political capital to move an agenda that we care a lot about. So I appreciate his leadership. I appreciate Kareem's leadership in making it happen, and I look forward to the follow-up. You know, Joyce, I mean, the thing about it is that this treaty, uh, this convention has received support not just from the disability community. I've received press releases uh, from the ACLU, other human rights organizations. I think everybody uh, in the human rights community realizes that this is an historic moment. I think there have only been four treaties ever ratified by the U.S., and we're now at the signing stage, and we're the president in his speech, urged a quick ratification by the Senate once we submitted for uh, advice and consent. And uh, I think people should remember that it's been six months since this president took the oath of office, and there we really had to do this from the ground up. There was no interagency committee that had been put together to review uh, the treaty or this convention. No work really had been done at all. So we started from scratch. We started from the ground and pulled together about 25 different federal agencies. And for those who you know know a little bit about government, getting 25 agencies together to agree on something and get it done within three or four months is really a, a Herculean task. And so the federal agencies played a large role in that. And with the president's leadership, we got it done. And you know what? I think that is phenomenal. And I do think it is absolutely a human rights convention treaty that was signed. It's not just, although it was for persons with disabilities, it's that we are part of this whole thing. That's why it was so great. And, yeah, I know, Kareem, doesn't it seem like you've been there for years? <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, you listen, a whole a day is, is about a month in time, so we get there's a lot going on in a day, a lot of things happening. It's always exciting, though. It's always exciting. You never know what's coming. So uh, it's been a great First six months, we've done extraordinary things for the community. But as the president said, he's not satisfied. And so we're going to continue on with his agenda, the, the steps that he has laid out for us. I want to say, you know, that President Obama, thank you. We admire you, and we respect you so much for doing this. And I also want to say how much I appreciate how Kareem has worked to keep in touch with all of us, and I know that I'm just one out of probably 20 million people calling him every day. So, you know, Kareem, thank you very much for everything you're doing. Absolutely. All right. Well, Andy, do you want anything else you want to say about this before we come back with you? No, just to add to what Kareem said about who he's been hearing from, I was impressed that uh, George H.W. Bush, the president who signed the ADA, sent a statement uh, commending President Obama for signing the convention, and I was also delighted that uh, former Attorney General Dick Thornburg was there at the White House ceremony. Uh, so we had some of the key leaders, along with Tony Coelho, who had been involved the first time around, seeing the clear connection between the ADA and this international document. Yes, and I will tell you, Dick Thornburg was so thrilled. He was, as everyone was. Everyone that was at there that day was absolutely thrilled from Elizabeth Dole, Senator Dole, everyone I talked to, Tammy Duckworth, Assistant Secretary, our new Assistant Secretary, Kathy Martinez, just everyone that I talked to, and, of course, Tony was 
absolutely thrilled. And it was a completely historic week, which we will be talking about even more when we come back from our break. Kareem, before we go, if anyone listening to the show wants to read more about this, where do they go on the White House site? I think Kareem left. Andy, is it on AAPD? Yeah, we, you can link to it from our site, aapd.com. It's in the spotlights on the homepage, um, and there will be a direct link to all the information we have. There's a YouTube video, and there are transcripts that we've linked to. Okay, so listen, aapd.com, go there so you can link to this and or go to the YouTube video so you can see the president speaking that day. Trust me, it was just a great day. And you know what, Andy? You know what made my day so special? I was seated by Yoshiko Dart. That just made it just perfect. Yeah, well, we're all lucky to have Yoshiko in our lives. Yes, we are. And with that, listen, we're going to go to break, but we'll be right back with Andy Imperato, President and CEO of the American Association of People with Disabilities. Don't go away. We'll be back. You're listening to Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back with Andy. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Mom? Dad? How long should I wait for you? Mom? If I'm at soccer practice, what if something happens? Will you come get me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of a terrorist attack. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show. We have as our guest my friend and your friend, Andy Imperato, President and CEO of the American Association of People with Disabilities. He is the best of the best, and I just want to say one thing. I mentioned earlier how he's the real deal. I want to tell you what I mean. Of course, like in any community, there are some people that, yeah, they're in it, but, you know, there's a difference between in it and being a person of integrity with passion, 
caring about people with disabilities, that's Andy. And that's why we're so blessed to have him as the leader of AAPD. And what we were just talking about at the break is how we have not recovered yet. Well, he still hasn't recovered uh, because he's still doing it from last week. But, Andy, I thought maybe you could talk a little bit about AAPD events last week. Sure. Well, and I was delighted that we were able to have you there for our events, but we always do an ADA anniversary event, and we try to do it in the middle of the week, uh, either just before or just after the anniversary, because that's when it's easiest to get members of Congress. So we did our event on Wednesday of last week, and uh, we honored Senator Leahy for his long history of leadership on, as a civil rights leader in the Senate, as the chair of the Senate Judiciary Committee, and Senator Brownback for his leadership, particularly on the Prenatally and Postnatally Diagnosed Conditions Awareness Act, and for walking the walk and taking our disabled college student interns every summer and hiring one of them as a full-time legislative assistant. Um, he's he's somebody who has a very strong commitment to people with disabilities on the Republican side in the Senate, and he takes seriously the fact that he has the seat that was occupied by Bob Dole, who was such a great champion for our community. So it was a real treat to honor both of them. We had Secretary Arnie Duncan from the Department of Education give the keynote. We were able to honor Karen Slaughter, an author who has been on your show, Joyce, and Russ Owen, who's a phenomenal leader in the business community from the Computer Science Corporation. And finally, Sandy Finucane, who's been on your show and who is just a, a superstar a disability advocate who really led the effort to get the ADA Amendments Act through the Congress. So that was a great event. And then we had a smaller event at lunch where Speaker Pelosi came over uh, and uh, made some remarks, and that was really a tribute to Cheryl Sensenbrenner, our immediate past chair, uh, who has become very close with the Speaker, and it was just, I mean, it was a phenomenal day. And then in the morning, it was not an AAPD event, but I had the privilege of attending a Bender breakfast where the Tony Coelho Award was presented to Senator Dick Durbin, so... Uh, you know, like you said, Joyce, it's going to take us a while to recover from all these activities. And you know, follow up that with the White House stuff on Friday, and I think we can all retire. <laughs> I know. That's why. Listen, when I got home and I, I saw my neighbor and they said, so what did you do this past week? I said, you know what? I'm t- I can't even remember. It's so phenomenal that it's hard to believe that, you know, the AAPD event, the uh, And I just want to say about that, the Justice for All Awards, Ross Owen is truly a phenomenal individual. He is the president of one of the largest divisions of CSC. He is really committed to the employment of people with disabilities. And, you know, there are a lot of companies, and Andy and I have talked about this, where they get awards for I don't know what because they're really not hiring people with significant disabilities but CSC is, and one of the main reasons is because of Russ Owen. So, you know, he, I really admire him. Sandy Finucane, uh, I am the chair, you know, of the National Epilepsy Foundation. But from, from when I first started working with her, oh, my goodness, she is such an advocate. And as you mentioned, Andy, she was so involved with you and others with the ADA Amendments Act. She is just, I was just so excited to see her receive that award. And then Karen Slaughter. I want to tell you, here's this woman, internationally known uh, crime novelist, mystery you know, writer, that really is internationally known. And I want to tell you, Andy, 
that she sent me an email about that AAPD event, and, and she told me that, you know, she has her award in a place of prominence in her home and that she is proud to be part of our community. That's phenomenal. Yeah, she is phenomenal. So, you know, she shows a character is depicted with dyslexia, but that character is competent, not evil, not inferior, not stupid. You know, it frequently happens. So, hey, we need to also support those that are doing the right thing. And that's why I was just so excited. And then, as you said, Senator Leahy and Senator Brownback, oh, my goodness, their speeches, everything. Uh, and really, Andy, I mean, to have the Secretary of Education there, that was great. I mean, you are really to be commended. You had that whole entire place packed with people. Well, I think one of the unique roles that we play in the disability community is that we work very very well with Republicans and Democrats, and I think that event is really a testament to that. Every year we have prominent Republicans and Democrats who get honored. We have prominent Republicans and Democrats who come and sit in the audience, and this year was no exception, although I will say the the amount of high-level White House people we had come over to this event really blew my mind. I mean, we had the head of the Office of Public Engagement, which was Kareem Dale's boss, Tina Chen. We had Lisa Brown, who handles everything the president signs and everything that he reads as his staff secretary. We had Paul Miller, who's another special assistant to the president for personnel. Seth Harris, who is the deputy secretary of the Department of Labor. I mean, I was just blown away at the, the caliber of folks who came over for that event, even when they didn't have a role. They were just there to be part of the celebration. Yeah, I know. I, I was also overwhelmed. But, you know, uh, if you know Andy, one thing you have in common with Justin, very humble, and I'm telling you that, Andy, you have a lot to do with all this. So, you know, you're to be commended. And I, I'm going to take this opportunity now, even though I was going to do it later, uh, to talk about the AAP, since we're talking about AAPD, about the gala for 2010. And keep in mind, this will be the 20th anniversary of the Americans with Disabilities Act. Andy, when is that gala? So our gala happens every spring. It's usually one of the first major events in D.C. every year. We, we wait until the snow is pretty much gone. So this year it's going to be, or this coming year, 2010, it's going to be March 10th at the Ronald Reagan Building. And uh, it's, uh, Joyce likes to refer to it as the Academy Awards of the disability community. It's a lot of fun. We, we kind of uh, really make it a big deal. And uh, with the level of support we have from this administration, I think the sky's the limit in terms of who might come and give a keynote and some of the people we may have a chance to recognize and honor. But it's just a lot of fun, and I encourage your listeners to try to come up with an excuse to be in Washington, D.C. on March 10th of next year and go to our website at aapd.com to get more information about it as we get closer to the date. Don't miss it. And listen, it is the Academy Awards of the Disability Community. You are going to see every well-known disability leader. You are going to see senators, congressmen, possibly cabinet leaders, or more. Who knows, since this is the 20th anniversary of the ADA, but it is just a joyful celebration. It is a wonderful event. So if you put it on your calendar now, that gives you time to start making plans for it. And as Andy said, aapd.com, 
um, and you can get information there, you know, way ahead of time. I'd start planning for it now. It will be phenomenal. And, Andy, I can't even envision what you have in your mind, the 20th anniversary of the ADA, when, in fact, you also have a new chair. Absolutely. Do you want to talk about your new chair? We're very excited that uh, Tony Coelho was elected to be the chair of our board effective July 1. Uh, he had a pretty good first month choice <laughs> from oh, all yeah. of these events that we just talked about. And, uh, you know, Tony has just been a phenomenal leader for our community, a phenomenal mentor for me personally, I know for you personally, and he's just the perfect person to be our board chair at a critical time when APD, like lots of nonprofits, are trying to survive a difficult economic climate, we couldn't have a more high energy, more capable, more effective leader chairing the board than Tony Coelho. Well, you know, here, here, I agree with everything you're saying. You know, keep in mind now, for the President of the United States, at a very historic signing, to talk about you and single you out just gives you an idea of the credibility well, not to forget that just we all love him and know him, but, you know, where would I be without Tony? Let me tell you, he's done so much for me. But having the author of the ADA at the 20th anniversary, I mean, how could he get better than that? So I'm sure that will be an absolutely spectacular event that you have, Andy. And also I know that you personally are very close to Tony um, what would you say, what have you learned so far from Tony? Well, you know, I really had the opportunity to work very closely with him on the ADA Amendments Act, and the thing that I learned from that is just how focused he is. He's very clear that it's important to stay focused on the outcome that you're trying to achieve and not to get distracted, and he's very good at ignoring distractions and putting his energy where it's going to have the greatest impact. So, I, you know, I would say um, Tony is very good at keeping me focused and keeping anybody who's working with him focused. He's very clear about the objectives that he's trying to achieve, and I think that's a great trait for any leader to, to know what you're trying to do and not to let other people, uh, you know, distract you from your goal. Mm-hmm. Yes, he really taught me how... He taught me so many things. That That is one of them, what you just said. But absolutely, one person can make a difference, and that is one of the first things that I learned from him. But I learned many things from him, and uh, I, I know that he will just take AAPD even further than it, it has already been. Did you want to say anything else, Andy, about that meeting you had with the president prior to this other meeting? Well, you know, I was very honored to be in the room, Joyce. I think any time you have that kind of a meeting with 12 people from the disability community, I would not want Kareem's job to try to figure out who the 12 people are. And, you know, for me to be able to be there with Tony Coelho and Marco Bristow and Ted Kennedy Jr., all of whom have been very important mentors for me personally, it was just a great honor, you know, and I, I feel like... Uh, we we weren't just meeting with the president. We had the attorney general, Eric Holder. We had the secretary of labor, Hilda Solis. We had the head of domestic policy, uh, Melody Barnes, and a number of other senior folks from the White House. And, you know, I just, 
the energy in the room, I felt like we were meeting with people who were genuinely interested in working with us to make a difference. I felt that from the president. I felt it from the attorney general, the secretary of labor, everybody who was in that room. And I came away really excited about working with this administration. You know, I think like any administration, they've got a lot on their plate. They're trying to get health care reform done right now. Uh, we've had some bumps on the road with them on health care. We're still working to try to get more leadership on long-term services and supports, particularly on the Medicaid side. But, you know, I, I feel like uh, we made progress at that meeting, and I feel like it's a new day, you know, and I want to work with this administration to achieve things that we can all be proud of uh, at the end of the president's second term. I agree with you, and listen, we're going to talk more to Andy as soon as we come back to break. If you just tuned in right now, you're listening to Andy Imperato, CEO of AAPD. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, every day at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Over there, over there's the water. Whoosh, whoosh. And look at all this stuff I'm standing on. It's called sand, and it's everywhere. This woman may sound silly to you and me. It's made up of little tiny pieces of rocks. Teeny little pieces of rocks. But to her two-year-old son exploring the world around him, <laughs> she makes perfect sense. How does it feel when you touch the sand? Is it warm? Uh-huh. It's hard to hold in your hand, isn't it? Uh-huh. Learning starts long before school does, and children are naturally curious. They want to learn. So follow their lead. Take simple, everyday moments, like sorting laundry or playing on the beach, and turn them into learning moments. Is this water? No. Very good. This is sand. Oh, <laughs> no, no, it's not food. It's sand. We don't eat sand. <laughs> turn everyday moments into learning moments. Find out how at PornLearning.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. I can take care of myself. I can make a peanut butter sandwich. I can brush my teeth and I can give myself a bath. I can walk home alone from school. I can pick dinner from the trash behind the deli. I can watch the baby for the whole weekend. I can keep a baseball bat by my bed just in case there's trouble. Don't worry about me. I can take care of myself. If you're in jail, who'll be there to take care of your family? Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. 
Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. And welcome back. Hey, if you just joined us, what a great show because we have Andy Imperato, the CEO and president of the American Association of People with Disabilities, really a true civil rights advocate for all people with disabilities. I do want to tell you that I cannot, you know, ask every single question that comes in because they come in through Voice America, they come in through Bender, and, of course, people call in. We cannot take every call. So that's why we're on Twitter, Facebook, MySpace, uh, you know, and as I said, we get calls from Voice America. But I am going to choose just a couple. Um, Andy from Kansas City, the question from Maria is, Andy, first, I want to salute you for the work you're doing. I think it is wonderful, especially how you advocate for people with psychiatric disabilities. My question is, who gave you the inspiration to do this? Because I know it is difficult when so many people live in the shadows and stigma. Well, you know, I appreciate the question as the as the uh, question writer uh, intimates. I'm a person with a psychiatric disability. I have bipolar disorder or manic depression. And, you know, really it was my work in the disability field that became the most important uh, thing that helped me manage my disability. I, I love the work that I do. Uh, when I was having my first episode, serious episode of depression. It was during my last semester of law school. And I actually had a chance to mention that to the president because I was a visiting student at Harvard and we actually had a class together uh, called Local Government Law. So I told him I had Local Government Law with him and, and he said, oh, that was a good class. And I told him that semester was also when I had my first serious episode of depression. And the president said, well, I hope it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, in all seriousness, I think, you know, the question of what inspired me, it wasn't so much a mentor as it was my clients. You know, I was working with children with disabilities, uh, helping them qualify for SSI and fighting to get them services under Medicaid. And, you know, I realized that, you know, I was put on this earth to work with children and adults with disabilities to try to make a difference and that that was more important than my depression or or, uh, you know, anything about me. And I just, you know, I, I really feel called to do this work. And for me, it happened very early when I was in my first disability job at the Disability Law Center in Boston. Um, I just, you know, after a series of months doing the work, I realized I am a person with a disability. Uh, I'm an attorney and I'm an advocate and I love working with this community. And this is the community that I want to spend my life working with and trying to uh, improve opportunities for. So it, it really was the work itself that inspired me. Um, Andy, and from Atina in Tampa, uh, Andy, congratulations on all the great work you are doing. My question to you really revolves around health care reform and policy. In your opinion, do you believe Americans with disabilities will be included, will be entitled to all the same regulations as other Americans? Well, you know, I think that's a good question, and it's a hard question. If you look at, um, you know, the two big messages of health care reform this time around, and I say this time around because I, I came to Washington in 93, the last time we were working on a major health care reform effort. 
But this time around, there were two big goals that the president and others articulated. One was to cover the uninsured, and the second was to be more efficient in the delivery of services so that we could save money over the long term. You know, on the covering the uninsured, there are certainly a number of people with disabilities and chronic health conditions that do not qualify for Medicaid and do not qualify for Medicare and do not have health insurance. So if this effort is successful and is able to cover the uninsured and create universal health care, there are lots of people with disabilities and chronic health conditions who are going to benefit from that. Getting rid of pre-existing condition exclusions, which is a central element of, of this effort, is going to benefit lots of people with disabilities and chronic health conditions, including conditions like my own bipolar disorder. Um, so that's all positive. I think the challenge for us is for people that have significant disabilities that need long-term services and supports, We've been frustrated. There just has not been a lot of leadership on that issue. Senator Kennedy has pushed the issue in creating a new insurance program uh, under the Community Living Attendance Services and Supports Act, and, and the administration uh, got behind that effort in the Senate and in the House. So that's progress on the long-term services and supports front, and now we're working on the other piece, which is reforming the Medicaid side of long-term services and support so that low-income people uh, with disabilities are able to have a choice in where they live. Right now, as you know, Joyce, there's an institutional bias that forces people all over the country to live in nursing homes and other institutional settings, even though they would much prefer to receive services in the community. So I would say that's the most difficult part of healthcare reform right now is trying to get the top leadership in the Senate and the House and the White House all pulling in the same direction to try to make that happen. Yes, the Community Choice Act. Senator Harkin talked about that. Um, and you know, everyone, it's a terrible thing if something would happen to you, to your family, and you know there you are in a nursing home. Nursing home? Accepted. Living at home, Medicaid doesn't pay for. So um, there is so much involved, but I think we can tell that just by seeing how hard this is, even in Washington, to get this whole thing resolved, which will probably take time, as it seems to be on, on TV. Hey, Andy, one thing I did want to ask you about, people with disabilities listening to the show, what would you, what would you say to them as far as what could they do to help you at AAPD? You're talking about on health care reform or no, in no, general? just in general. Well, you know, I think the most important thing that we can do as disabled people is connect with each other and support each other, you know. And one way that you can connect with me and with AAPD is by signing up for our listserv, which we call Justice for All. It's a free service that we provide to the community. We have about 6,000 people on that listserv. We'd like to have more than 10,000. Uh, eventually, we'd like to have more than 100,000. So, you know, if your listeners could go to aapd.com and sign up for that listserv, that's an important first step. That will get you a regular flow three or four times a week of updates from Washington of what's happening nationally in disability policy that you as disabled people should care about. And also parents of disabled children and professionals who work in the field, family members, friends, loved ones, supporters, Everybody has a reason to sign up for Justice for All. Um, we do have a Facebook uh, page. We have a LinkedIn page. Uh, like you, Joyce, I'm now tweeting on Twitter 
and and we have an official AAPD Twitter feed as well. That's at AAPD, and I'm at Andy AAPD. So, you know, I know some of your listeners don't have access to the Internet, but for those who do, the simplest way for you to start to connect more with AAPD and with each other as disabled people is to connect with us online. For people that are interested in getting more information about AAPD and are not able to do it online, we have a national 800 number, 1-800-840-8844. I encourage folks to call that line, and uh, we can send you information in the mail, and uh, we're happy to, to work with you uh, to try to reach out to people in your community and let them know what we're doing and where the opportunities are to connect with our organization. And, Andy, um, if someone wants to make a contribution, how do they do that? Well, again, if you have access to the Internet, just go to aapd.com, and you'll see a link from the homepage where you can make a donation online. Uh, and then, obviously, if you want us to send you information, uh, we're happy to send it to you in the mail. But, um, you know, what I would say is uh, the disability movement needs people who care about our mission, which is building political power and economic power, to invest in that mission. Right now, most of the money that APD gets comes from companies and from foundations who are investing in our mission. We're not getting a lot of money from individuals. Part of it is that we haven't really cultivated individual donors, um, although that's something that we're going to be doing in the future. But I encourage your listeners, if you like what we're doing, if you like the mission of the organization, if you like the leadership of Tony Coelho and Joyce Bender and others who are on our board, write a check. It doesn't have to be a big check, but write a check and, you know, put your money where your mouth is and say, yes, I believe in this organization and I want to support the work that they're doing. And, you know, I do believe in that, Andy, and that's why I'm sending you a check, actually, for the work you're doing in the with Jenny Thornburg in the worship area. I am sending you a check today that's coming from Bender Consulting. Well, thank you very much. I, I appreciate you mentioning some, Jenny's uh, project. This is a new initiative that started in the fall of last year. It's called the APD Interfaith Initiative. We just had a very exciting organizing meeting with our Interfaith Disability Advocacy Coalition. Uh, we did a sign-on letter where we had 22 major religious organizations sign on to a letter supporting the Community Choice Act and having it be included in health care reform. So Jenny is just a superstar, Joyce, as you know, uh, with strong Pittsburgh connections, and we are delighted to have her on the staff. And so you all know this. This wasn't planned. Andy didn't even know I was doing this, but when I came in early this morning, I had told um, our office that I was wanting to make a donation to AAPD because, hey, look, they're even helping us get into churches, synagogues, mosques. You know, if you can't get into worship to a building, where are you going to go? I mean, I think AAPD is doing so many great things. And Jenny Thornburg, you are a rock star. She is the Pittsburgh Mafia. Don't forget about that. <laughs> and with that, we're going to go to break, and then we'll be right back with Andy to close the show. You are listening to Joyce Bender as we celebrate the signing of the 19th anniversary of the Americans with Disabilities Act. Don't you go away. We'll be right back.
Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Son, we got to talk about drinking. I know. I don't want you touching alcohol till you're old enough. Yeah, I, I know, Dad. It's not a big deal. Don't, yeah, I know me, okay? And it is a big deal. Underage drinking is just stupid. Yeah, well, why'd you do it? Look, I did it because we didn't know what we know now. Alcohol affects kids differently, okay? When kids drink, it's more dangerous. And you're my kid. And just because they drink doesn't mean you have to. I, I know. I know. Look, son, I'm trying to help. I've seen what it does. I mean, you may think you can handle it, but when you drink, it screws up your judgment. Listen to me. This is real. I, I know, okay? I know. Teenagers know everything. So talk about underage drinking before they know it all. Before they're teens. Start talking before they start drinking. And keep talking. To learn more about the dangers of underage drinking and what to say to your kids, go to StopAlcoholAbuse.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. In the great scheme of things, a minute isn't all that much. Unless you happen to have a stroke. All of a sudden, those minutes count. Minutes that could mean losing your ability to talk, move, or walk. Which is why, if you can get help in time, your stroke can be treated. The warning signs of a stroke include sudden numbness or weakness of the face. If you experience this, call 911 immediately. Visit strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE-TODAY. A public service announcement from the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show. You have been listening to a great show today with Andy Imperato. He is the president and CEO of the American Association of People with Disabilities. If you just joined or if you want someone else to hear the show, remember, go to Voice America. The shows are archived, and you can still hear it again and connect it to your site so you can hear Andy talking about these different issues. Andy, one thing I did want to talk about is I can tell from your chair, Tony Quello, and from you that AAPD is going to get very involved with supporting federal judges that support our issues. So you've been involved with supporting Judge Sotomayor. That's right. And is that going to be something that AAPD will be doing, getting more involved at that level? You know, I, I certainly intend to, Joyce. I think, you know, anytime AAPD gets involved with an issue like ju- judges, we have to be careful to be nonpartisan and to do it in a principled way that focuses on the judge's record in the area of disability law and policy. 
And that's what we did with Judge Sotomayor. Uh, we looked at her 17 years on the federal bench, and we did an analysis of her record with support from the Bazelon Center for Mental Health Law. And I think you were on the call, Joyce. We had a full board call to discuss her record, and we, we ended up having a unanimous vote to support her that included some very prominent Republicans who are on our board. So, you know, my intention is whatever we do around judges, we do it in that kind of a bipartisan way. The reason that we're involved in this stuff is that the Supreme Court has done a lot of harm to our community. We've had, you know, we had to overturn four Supreme Court decisions with the ADA Amendments Act. We've had constitutional decisions like the Garrett case involving the nurse with breast cancer where they declared part of the ADA to be unconstitutional. That's not a decision that we can easily reverse by passing legislation. That's an interpretation of the Constitution. And, you know, the two issues in that case, Joyce, were was there a history of unconstitutional discrimination against people with disabilities by the states as employers? And if there was such a history, was the ADA a proportional response to that history? And that was a five-to-four decision where five justices said there was no documented history of unconstitutional discrimination by the states as employers, and even if there was, the ADA was not a proportional response to that history. Well, those five judges were just plain wrong. And, you know, unless we start to pay attention to who's getting put on the court and what their record is in this area, unfortunately, we're going to continue to have those kinds of decisions, and that sets our movement back. You know, we can have successes in Congress that get overturned in the courts, and that's not what we want. We want to have a Supreme Court that is actually ahead of the Congress. We, we're still waiting for a Brown versus Board of Education decision in the area of disability. I had a chance to say that to the White House counsel, Greg Craig, when he did a consultation meeting before he announced Judge Sotomayor. But, you know, we're waiting for leadership from the Supreme Court. And I have to tell you, Joyce, I am very excited about Sonia Sotomayor. You know, she's a woman with diabetes. She's a woman who understands discrimination. She understands the connection between disability discrimination and other forms of discrimination. She's got a great track record on the federal bench. And I just think she's going to be a superstar for us on the court. Oh, I do, too. I I think that is the... I think she would be awesome. And, you know, I want to point out, Andy, when he was saying about being bipartisan, Tony Quello's the current chair. The last chair was Cheryl Sensenbrenner. And I just want to tell you about Cheryl Sensenbrenner. She is awesome. This woman is awesome. She is also on my advisory board. Tony's the chair. Andy's on it. But I want to tell you, she really is so committed she does it to the employment of people with disabilities and quality of life, that that's all she sees. And I just thought it was so awesome, Andy, that she and Nancy Pelosi are such close friends and that she invited her to the AAPD fundraising committee event. Yeah, well, you know, the reason that Cheryl has friends like that is that Cheryl is a genuine, down-to-earth, very, very nice and decent human being, and she charms everybody she comes into contact with. So I'm not surprised that Nancy Pelosi liked her, and I'm not surprised that Cheryl likes the speaker. I think the speaker is very similar, you know, and I just think it's great that they've been able to build that friendship. And that's why we need bipartisan support, because, listen, this is hard. You want to know how hard it is? Let's talk about the federal government that has the lowest employment of people with targeted disabilities forever, for years and years. It's like 
eight or something to that effect right now. Andy, what do you think is going to happen to increase the employment of people with targeted disabilities in the federal government? Well, it starts with leadership, and obviously we're both very excited to have Christine Griffin going over to be the deputy director at the Office of Personnel Management, working with a great director who's committed to using that bully pulpit to drive a hiring strategy for people with targeted disabilities across the federal government. Targeted disabilities, as you know, Joyce, is a term of art in the federal government that refers to people with the most significant disabilities. But we actually had a chance to bring up that issue with Attorney General Holder and Secretary Solis on Friday. And I pointed out to Attorney General Holder, and I got this information from the EEOC, that even though the overall number for the federal government is ridiculously low, 0.88% for people with targeted disabilities, do you know what that number is for the Justice Department, Joyce? No, what is it? It's 0.38%. Oh, they my are the second oh. worst cabinet agency in the government. The worst is the State Department, which is 0.34%. So, you know, the Attorney General heard me say that. He wrote it down, and I think we're going to see leadership from him to try to turn that around while he's the Attorney General and in charge of the Justice Department. And you know what? I have to tell you what he said to me. I said to him, I want to thank him for what he was doing to, to you know, really work to increase the employment of Americans with disabilities. And he grabbed my hand and he said, the Department of Justice doors are now open. So I'm going to hold him to it. I believe he will do it. And I, I, I believe we need people to do it because .38, I mean, that is terrible. It is. And, again, this yeah. is the agency that enforces our civil rights laws. I mean, they should be one of the best agencies in the federal government. Yeah, then we wonder why we can't get companies to hire people. But, hey, Chris Griffin, soon-to-be deputy director, I know she'll make a difference. I really do. Andy, I wanted to ask you, what was your proudest accomplishment during the tenure of Cheryl Sensenbrenner as chair? Well, I, you know, I would point to two things, I, and I feel equally good about both of them. One was getting the ADA Amendments Act passed with such overwhelming bipartisan support. That was a huge accomplishment. The vote in the House a year ago, June, where we had 405 uh, members of the House vote for that legislation that overturned four Supreme Court decisions and only 17 members vote against it. That's a vote that I'll never forget, and that vote was a testament to Cheryl and Jim Sensenbrenner. Um, the other big accomplishment that um, I was excited about was the event that we did with our friends in Ohio for the uh, ADA anniversary last year where we hosted a presidential candidates forum and we had 84 disability organizations all come together to sponsor that event, all write checks to sponsor it. And we had Judy Woodruff as the moderator and we had uh, Senator McCain participate live via satellite and we had uh, Senator Obama, who was coming back from Europe at the time, send Senator Tom Harkin and Mike Strautmanis, who now has a senior job in the White House, to represent him. That event was a highlight for me because of the unity from our community. To have 84 disability organizations co-sponsor a political event like that, I just thought that was phenomenal. They were phenomenal. And, Andy, before we close, what message do you want to leave today with our listeners? You know, I would say uh, don't give up on health care reform. Uh, get in there. Uh, talk to your, your member of the House. Talk to your United States senators. 
tell them that now is the time to pass meaningful health care reform legislation and to make sure that whatever comes out of the Congress works well for people with disabilities because if it works well for us, it will work well for every American. Yeah, we've got more work to do. As a matter of fact, I'll end by saying that President Obama, when he signed the U.N. Treaty, talking about the people with disabilities, said... We've got more work to do, and oh, yes, we do. Andy, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, Joyce. AAPD.com, don't forget about it. And Kareem, thank you also. You've been listening to Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters. See you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.